Welcome to the My Money, My Lifestyle podcast with me, Maya Fisher-French. And with me, Mapalomaku. Each week, we'll be discussing the stories we're working on and which you can read more about in the City Press. Maya, this week we are discussing something that is so, so important and something that has happened to so many people. And I think even the people who are listening, some are even in the process of considering it, right? Um, And today we are talking about when keeping your car is not practical anymore because it's just not affordable and then upkeep of it is just a bit too much right so you are thinking of handing the keys back either to the dealership to the bank or selling your car how what practical um, steps can someone take uh, when they do consider this maya yeah, and I think that's that's such a, it's very interesting to come across kind of the misconceptions. And one of them I, I remember coming across, people said, oh, no, no, but you can just give the keys back to the bank. Mm-hmm. And theoretically, you can. It's called a voluntary yeah. surrender. Um, but it means that you've defaulted. So the bank will take the car back from you, but it will go on your credit record and they will follow a surrender process, which means that they will put it on auction. And I mean, you know, if, I don't know if you've ever heard about these car auctions, but basically what happens is they go and there's this big lot. Um, people come and they bid on the car. They don't get a chance to look at the car. They don't get a chance to um, check that the car's okay. It's so what are they going to do? Yeah, footstoots. So what do you do? If, yes. I'm, if I'm buying a car in that situation, I'm going to offer the lowest possible price. I'm certainly not yes, because get... I don't know what it's like. Exactly, exactly. So, so you can pretty much guarantee you're going to get a pretty rubbish price for your car at that car <laughs> auction, okay? Yes. Then you're going to pay the bank admin fees for doing that, um, for selling it through auction. You also have no guarantee how long it will take. So the bank may sit with the bank for a couple of months before it gets onto the auction lot. So you've got no control. You've got no control. So tell me this, just, just on that, Maya. So you're telling me that the bank has it, Perhaps you don't have um, a car that you're driving in the meantime and you're still paying their monthly repayments. Absolutely. So, I mean, you could possibly come to an agreement with the bank that your repayments will stop whilst they have the car. But remember, that interest yeah. bill is still, is still carrying on. So, you still, you still owe this money. And then the car is, is sold on auction. And I can pretty much guarantee you that if you've only had your car for two or three years, you still owe money on it, even after it's been sold at auction. So, then the bank comes to you and says, look, there's a 20,000 rand shortfall, 30,000 rand shortfall, and you now have to finance that. So that's pretty much the, what happens when you go and you give your keys back. So yes, people, you can give your keys back. <laughs> Not necessarily a really good option. Um, yes. And then the, obviously the other one is if you've bought it through a dealer. So I'm thinking about now these in-house dealerships, BMW, Mercedes. Um, they have a, a slightly different process. So there you would go and you would... Um, you can give the car back. You can go and get a surrender value. They'll say to you, this is what we think we can get for your car. And then you can decide whether or not you want to do it. And then you give them the car and they want to have the car in their possession because they need to know that you're not going to do anything damage to it in the meantime. And then they will try and sell it to their other dealerships. So that is a process um, uh, that, that, that they will follow for you. But again, there's no guarantee that you're going to get the price. They're not necessarily that interested in it. And of course, they'll be commissions probably on both sides. Um, so that is, that is the other option. Um, and then finally going private, you know, do you do this yourself? 
and I think there's what quite interesting to me. I chatted to um, to these guys who've started a business called um, auction.co.za, which is they've been in the industry for a very long time. Um, but uh, in fact, doing the banks auctions, but now they've come and done something for the for the private sector. And yeah. um, what they were saying is that um, one of the challenges of selling privately is if you have financing. So now, imagine if you, Mapolo, you're going to go and buy a car from somebody. I mean, and, and they have financing in the car. You don't know if they can settle a difference. And the bank won't hand, hand that title deed over until, until it's, it's set. Yeah, until this full settlement amount is done. Yeah, exactly. So, so what they do then, so, so you would want to probably then work with um, somebody like this auction.co.za or some sort of dealership where they will then, they look at the car, they check the car out and they check with the bank that you are yes. able to settle the, the full amount. Not, so, so if there's a shortfall that you can take out a loan and settle it. So those are some of the ways that you, you know, and obviously in this case, you can get a better deal um, if you sell privately. They, I think the mm. auction guys... Um, it might take longer. It might take longer. Might take, yes. And I got, I thought they gave us quite some bit of good, really good advice. And again, you can read this article in, in City Press um, if for more details. But William Miller, who's the co-founder um, of, of this uh, online uh, auction platform gave some really good advice about when do you sell to a dealer and when do you sell pri- like to a private individual yes, and yes. It's, it's the quality of the car so if you've got a pretty good car like I'm busy selling at the moment and my car has got no nicks I put four new tires on in December probably going to sell privately quite easily yes, but yes. if you've got a couple of dings then you want to speak to a dealer, the dealer fixes those dings and, and sells it on. So, you know, it is really worth looking at, at all of your options and seeing what is, you know, what's going to be best for you. So Maya, just on this topic, right? Um, there are some quite important things to take note of, right? Um, especially if you finance to your car through a dealership, you can't just say, okay, here's the car, sort it out, sell it. I, I don't want this deal anymore, right? You, um, you first have to give a notice, especially if the car was financed for over 250,000. So you have to give a notice for at least three months, right? Um, and the settlement amount, that's a big one. Can yeah. you give us a bit more idea especially around the amortization table. Mm. So, I mean, I think that's, that's important that if you don't give, if your car's more, was financed more than 250000 they may still charge you those three months interest as a penalty. Yes. Definitely, you need to give notice there. And I think you, it's great that you mentioned that settle amount because we actually, I got a bit of advice from, from a car dealer who said, you know what you need to do? If you're going to give back to the dealer, ask for a settlement amount. Okay, and the also the amortization table because this has all the amounts that were you've actually paid towards the car and all interest and fees that have been charged, and you can then see if they've put in any other funny things. So, say for example, you have given your three months notice, but they've still charged the additional interest, and you can actually just make sure that it, that the numbers that the numbers match, and it's, and you also then in your settlement amount um, have an actual final figure, final settlement figure, and extremely important because a lot of people find that there are so settlement amount and then they say, oh, well, there was still some more interest charges or there was an admin fee or there was some sort of surprise notice. So I think, again, very, very important that you ask questions on, on, on exactly how much you owe um, and then you ha- can make that decision about whether or not it's worth selling the car. Yes. 
And, and the funny thing is, Maya, so after having read your article, I went through and phoned um, the car dealership in which my husband has, um, has financed his car. And I asked, can you give us an, an amortization table? And lo and behold, she said, oh, um, you know, she, she was a bit dumbfolded. Uh, and she put me through to the next person, put me through to the next person until eventually I got to the right person. So I think it's very, very, very important to be through the, through the, um, the contract, the nitty gritties, and make sure you know exactly what you're getting yourself into. And it's so interesting. You see the frontline staff aren't trained on this because they don't really yes. want to give you that amortization table. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> And I think another part, another thing to look obviously is at um, the difference between trade and retail. So we know yes. this from insurance. Like, so trade is the value that a dealer will pretty much give you. And retail is what the dealer will sell your car for. And the profit in between mm-hmm. is, is, uh, is, you know, is the dealer's profit. So I think if you're selling privately, mm, so if you're selling privately, you can kind of get that sweet spot. You, maybe you, you'll, you'll get the retail price or a little bit less than that. But um, you're going to look at your, your trade value is pretty much what, um, what the dealer is going to give you. So when, when you phone your, your car dealership, the, they're going to be giving you the trade value, not the retail value. The other thing that came up very clearly when I was researching this article is how important it is to act sooner rather than later. Because if you start missing your repayments on your car, you start to affect your credit record. So think about this, right? You're selling your car for less than you owe on it, which means you're going to have to take out a loan for the shortfall, most likely. Very few people have that cash sitting around. If they did, they probably wouldn't be in the situation in the first place. But now your credit record's deteriorated because you weren't keeping up your payments. Your settlement amounts increase because there's outstanding interest on interest. Exactly. So it's really, really important um, if you're going to be giving your car back that you do it before you miss payments. Yes. And Maya, another thing, um, I know in, in the article, you know, we talk about the settlement amount. What if someone has a balloon payment? Oh. Um, and yes, yes. <laughs> I know we've spoken about balloon payments that actually um, getting a balloon payment on a car means that you cannot afford the car in the first place, right? But now so you haven't listened to this podcast enough. Yes. yes. <laughs> so now you are in a, in a position where you're sitting with a car that you feel like, you know what, I cannot afford this. But at the end, there is still that balloon payment. What then? So that's exactly this. The balloon payment's part of that settlement. And I yes. think that's the figure. You know, we always say that it, I think if you've got a balloon payment, it probably, you, you, your car will probably be four or five years before you actually can sell it for what it's worth. Because remember, you've never settled mm. that, that, that this sort of 30, 40% still outstanding on that finance. And it's so that, cheated by then. Mm, exactly so basically it just means your settle amount is even higher which means that your shortfall is even bigger which means you're going to take out an even bigger loan yeah so definitely keep up to date with your monthly repayments so that if you do get some sort of a loan uh, your credit score is not in shambles absolutely and don't ever ever take a balloon payment payment I know someone personally who's, who, who, who does this, okay? And it's the miracle deal, okay? You see this guy's driving fancy cars every two to three years. You know, every year there's a new one, flashier than the last one. I hope it's not your husband who's doing that. 
Oh, hell no. No way. <laughs> How are actually people doing this? So this is like, this is like the biggest debt trap on wheels. Okay? Yes. And yes. Um, it was actually yes. El, uh, Elton Govender. He's a co-founder of Auto Custom, which is an online dealership. And he was telling me he gets guys coming in who are now desperate, right? They've got to exit these deals. And he explained to me what they do is every two to three years, they go and they trade in for another car and they generally get talked up, right? Because, you know, it's a new yes. car. It's Even, a new car. It's a new car. So even if you're driving the same model, it'll be a new car with, with, with higher costs three years later. Yeah. So then the, the salesman never talks to them about the shortfall. So say, for example, you bought the car for 500000 You're now trading it in, but the shortfall is 100000 Your 100000 is now added on to the new financing deal. Yeah, that's what's what happens. And then you do that. So if, if the new car is, is, is sitting at... 550 because the new model yeah. now the hundred thousand is added so now you have a debt yeah. of six hundred thousand. yeah well obviously there's a, there's a settlement figure as well so there'll be a, a settlement figure but they'll still be adding on so, so you keep rolling forward that hundred thousand then again yeah. you do it and then at hundred thousand is again those shortfalls are added to it. and he told me that he has seen people driving in with a car that is worth about 400,000 because they've been driving it for two or three years. So it's now worth 400,000 with a settlement figure of 750,000 Rand because of that, exactly that rollover of just, yeah, yeah. Of using that shortfall and nobody ever explains this to them or they choose not to listen. I don't know. Goodness. Yeah. And, and Elton was saying, you know, usually by then the salesman at the BMW or Mercedes dealership has moved on. <laughs> and you said, yeah, you're in a position where you can't keep this up. I mean, it's actually, to me, to me, this is almost criminal. No, it is. Actually, it is. Because I'm thinking um, it's so easy to just sign on the dotted line and say, you know what, I explained it to them. So they must know. And I mean, here's a signature. Yeah. But what the... Yeah, so you're 500,000 rand. It is insane. You get a 300,000 rand settlement. So now there's 200,000. Then next time you do that, it's, it's 300,000 rand settlement, but the car is 600,000. So it's now 300,000 more. And each, it just keeps going up. And every time, of course, people forget that the cars depreciate as soon as you drive them out. So this yes. is seriously, yes. if, you are re, if you are trading in and getting a new car every three years and you're not settling that shortfall, it is a one-way catastrophe. So don't... Yeah, just it, it's really, really not a good idea. And please, you know how many people I get who don't understand this stuff? I even got questioned on, on Twitch the other day when I said I only buy my cars with cash. And somebody said, well, why that? Because I promise you, they will come up with some argument why paying interest to a bank makes sense. There'll be a tax, there'll be a depreciation. It never makes sense. Never. Never, never makes sense to give interest to a bank. It makes a lot of sense to get interest. So I'm, I'm hoping that everybody listening today has got a very good understanding about, um, about what to do when they need to hand the keys back. So probably don't give it to the bank. That would probably be the absolute worst decision. Um, look at possibly selling it privately, but maybe through a dealership or through an online platform like the, the auction.co.za guys. Um, and, you know, who can perhaps assist you with the deal, but, you know, going and get, giving it to the bank, you're going to lose a lot of money. In terms of the dealership, um, there, there is a possibility, but look at that contract very, very carefully. And just know that you're going to be paying away quite a lot of admin fees and dealership fees um, by giving it back to the dealership.
Okay, so we've kind of, Mapolo and I have unpacked uh, the major story we were working on this week for City Press. But uh, pick up the newspaper on Sunday anyway, because you can also read Mapolo's article on how to create a debt repayment plan, which is possibly what you'll need if you have a shortfall on that car when you set it off. Um, if our listeners would like to learn more about these or any money-related topics, they can go to the City Press website or to your website, womanandfinance.co.za, or my website, mayaonmoney.co.za. And if you have any questions or comments, you can send us a WhatsApp voice note to 064-554-3959, and we look forward to hearing from you. Because we want to know what it is that you want to know. You've been listening to the My Money, My Lifestyle podcast, featuring the contributors of the City Press personal finance pages.